What's happening, everybody? On today's show, a monster SEC Week 10 awaits. Can LSU beat Bama? Can Mizzou beat Georgia? Shoot, can the Aggies beat Ole Miss? Locked on SEC starts right now. You are Locked on SEC, your daily podcast on the Southeastern Conference. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, what's happening, everybody? Welcome into Locked on SEC. It's great to have you guys along. You could download the Game Time app, create an account, use our promo code Locked on College, get $20 off your first purchase. Again, that's on the Game Time app. I'm Chris Gordy. Thanks for making Locked on SEC your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcasts. And on YouTube, part of the Locked on Podcast Network covering your team every day. We've got plenty to jump into. We're not even getting into news. We're just diving headfirst into our picks this week because there's so many games to cover this week. Every SEC team in action. So, uh, uh, let's dive into it. Let's do our matchup breakdowns. Matchup breakdowns. And we're going to start with the lighter side of the schedule. We're going to start Saturday, 12 Eastern on the SEC Network. It will be 1-7 UConn at number 17 ranked Tennessee. Now, Tennessee gets a final break in its SEC schedule, hosting the one-win Huskies in their homecoming game. UConn. Been keeping it close uh, with some of their opponents as of late. They just lost a 21-17 game at Boston College. But the Huskies' last three losses have all come by seven points or fewer. The Vols, they're looking to put on an entertaining show for their home fans at Neyland Stadium. Hopefully extend their 13-game winning streak there before two monster SEC East games coming up. They will visit Missouri next and then host Georgia the Vols rank seventh nationally running the football, and they lead the SEC, averaging just under 221 yards per game on the ground. Tennessee has had 12 straight games with a sack defensively. That ranks number six in the country. And the best part of this game, Tennessee's going to honor legendary women's basketball coach Pat Summit with a commemorative cup, raising $1 for Alzheimer's research for every cup sold at the University of Tennessee Medical Center. Um, great cause there. I just look at this game. Look, Tennessee's been, uh, you know, not as dominant as they were offensively a year ago, but the ground game has been so, so dominant. Joe Milton's been, you know, seemingly getting better and better. But I looked at this line, and I saw it's UConn, or, or Tennessee minus 36. Look, I know UConn stinks. They're 1-7, and seven, but that's a, that's a monster number. I, we're going to take UConn plus the 36. I know they're bad, but like Vols win maybe something like 45 to 10. It's just a lot of points, so we're going to take UConn in the points. But Tennessee, they'll win big. Fans will have a lot of fun. Dylan Sampson, Jalen Wright, all those guys are wild. They'll sack UConn's quarterback a bunch, and uh, hopefully they raise a lot of money in Pat Summit's honor. So cool stuff there. All right, the other uh, kind of softy of the weekend, but this one actually is very intriguing to me. At 12 Eastern on ESPNU, it is 7-2 Jacksonville State at 2-6 South Carolina. Now, South, or South Carolina is a 15-and-a-half-point favorite. Two-win South Carolina is a 15-and-a-half-point home favorite. Jacksonville State having a successful season, transitioning from FCS to FBS, with their only losses coming to Coastal Carolina and Liberty. In their last game, they ran all over Florida International. 
rushing for 265 yards, won by 25 points. Uh, their senior quarterback, Zion Webb, led the way with 230 total yards and three touchdowns in that game. Jacksonville State's averaging 28 points per game, averaging close to 400 total yards of offense. The Gamecocks, they're on a four-game losing streak right now. They have to win out to reach bowl eligibility. Remember former West, West Virginia, Michigan, Arizona coach Rich Rodriguez? He's in his second season there at Jacksonville State. And they don't really have a QB1. They split reps between Zion Webb and Logan Smothers. They're both dual-threat quarterbacks. For South Carolina, their O-line continuing to deal with issues, injuries. Starting left guard Trey Jones ruled out this week with a high ankle sprain. Starting right tackle Vershawn Lee is questionable. And uh, Spencer Rattler has been sacked 33 times this year. Got sacked four times a week ago against Texas A&M. Also had a bunch of intentional grounding penalties. I think South Carolina wins, but... I like Jacksonville State in the points. I'm thinking something like a 35 to 20, 35 21. We're going to take Jacksonville State plus the 15 and a half. I just, South Carolina knows their season is on the line here. They have to win. I think they jump out to an early lead. Uh, but I think Jacksonville State's very talented. I think they're going to cover that 15 and a half, but just barely. So we'll take Jacksonville State plus 15 and a half. All right, getting into some SEC on SEC action. The 4-4 uh, four and four Auburn Tigers will be taking on the 2-7 and seven Vanderbilt Commodores. This will be at 4 o'clock Eastern on the SEC Network. Auburn trying to build off their first SEC win of the year. That came last week against Mississippi State. And we actually saw some offense out of Auburn. Uh, Vanderbilt and Arkansas, they remain the only SEC teams without a conference win so far. Vandy trying to snap a seven-game losing skid. Auburn still trying to become bowl eligible. A win would be another step further there. That would get them to five. But Auburn's offense finally showed signs of life in a 24-point first-half surge against Mississippi State a year ago, or a week ago, rather. And uh, they're going against Vandy's defense. Auburn produced over 400 yards in that game after being held to 300 or fewer in their first six games against FBS competition. Vandy, they had three sacks and eight tackles for a loss last week in their loss at Ole Miss. But they have 10 interceptions this season. That's tied with Auburn for most in the conference and 13th in the nation. Thing to watch for with Vanderbilt, quarterback Walter Taylor got in there last week. We know that uh, A.J. Swan continues to be injured with that elbow injury. Ken Seals has been filling in at quarterback, but Walter Taylor got in there, former Four-star prospect came to Vandy after leading his Alabama high school to the state semifinals. And Clark Lee, not saying if Ken Seals or Walter Taylor will start, but I think we may see both of them. Well, Walter Taylor kind of electrified their offense a little bit last week, gave him a little bit of a spark. Uh, Vandy leads the all-time series here against Vandy, uh, which was first played in 1893, 12-7 in games played in Nashville are the Commodores. They haven't played since 2016, but Vandy has won two of the last three games in this series. I'm taking Auburn. I'm taking Auburn to cover. I don't feel great about it, but hopefully Hugh Freeze and quarterback Peyton Thorne and company figured some things out a week ago. We're going to take Auburn minus the 12 and a half to win at Vanderbilt. And uh, Auburn improves to five and three or, or five and four. Vandy will drop to 2-8, and eight, and I just don't think they're going to be getting a 
SEC win this season. All right, that is our first slate of games. We will uh, continue to run through the conference and get two more uh, matchup breakdowns coming up in just a second. But thank you guys for making Locked on SEC your first listen every day. That is coming your way right after this. This episode presented to you by our friends over at Game Time app. You should not have to worry when you're buying tickets to your next big event. The Game Time app is the fastest and easy way for you to buy tickets to all your favorite sporting events. And it's not just sports. They got music, comedy, theater, all of it for you there. Killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, views from your seat, and their best price guarantee. Game Time is going to take the guesswork out of buying tickets for you. They are obsessed with finding ways to help you save money on tickets. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the start of the event and even an hour after it starts. It's the place to find last-minute seats. If you've been tailgating with friends, you don't have tickets to the game, go pull up the Game Time app. Keep hitting refresh. You're going to find something you like, and uh, those, those ticket prices may drop. You never know. Go find some exclusive flash deals there as well. Uh, deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, whatever it is. They got zone deals. You pick the section and the game time and game time picks the seats for an average of an 18% savings. And the game time guarantee uh, means you will always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section in a row for less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. Go take the guesswork out of buying tickets with game time. Download the game time app, create an account, and use our promo code locked on college for $20 off your first purchase. Again, create an account. And redeem our code locked on college for $20 off. Terms apply. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. I roll along here, locked on SEC. We are continuing on previewing the full SEC Week 10 slate and, uh, Thank you guys for making Locked on SEC your first listen every day. Shout out to our everydayers coming back, checking us out. And uh, check out our Locked on College preview show every Friday on all our Locked on uh, YouTube channels. They are dropping a full preview of all the college games. We're doing just SEC here. They're doing full big picture of uh, college football. So make sure you check that out. Right, we got to dive back into it because we got more games we got to get into uh, around the conference. And our next stop, we head on up to Starkville as it will be the Kentucky Wildcats, the 5-3 and three Kentucky Wildcats at 4-4 four and four Mississippi State. This is going to be 6-30 Central on the SEC Network Saturday night. Kentucky looking to end their three-game losing streak and just need one more win to become bowl eligible for an eighth consecutive season under Mark Stoops. I know that doesn't sound like a lot, but that's very impressive. Uh, Mississippi State, they're looking for their second league win after... Uh, falling at Auburn last week. Ray Davis still number one in the SEC in rushing yards at 823. The Bulldogs, they are 53rd in FBS against the run and ninth in the SEC. So this should be a game featuring a lot of Ray Davis. Kentucky quarterback Devin Leary coming off a season best, 372 passing yards with two scores in their loss to Tennessee. Mississippi State linebackers Jet Johnson and Bookie Watson have been all over the field this year, this well, really, since they've been in Starkville, but this year especially, they lead the SEC with 84 and 80 tackles, respectively. Kentucky won last year's game 27-17 up in Lexington. But how about this? The home team has won each meeting dating back to 2014. Will Rogers is still being listed as the starting quarterback, but he's still dealing with that shoulder injury. Sounds like we're probably going to get Mike Wright again in this one. Mike Wright did beat Kentucky a year ago. 
when he was quarterbacking for Vanderbilt. I just look at this one and say, Mark Stoops, I think he's like 0-5 in Starkville since his time at Kentucky. I, I get it. Mississippi State's down this year, but this one just feels like the home team is poised for an upset. I'm taking Mississippi State plus the four and a half. I was so high on Kentucky coming into this year. I thought they had a chance to compete for the East, but Devin Leary's inconsistent play, the defense just not being a traditional Mark Stoops defense. I don't know what's going on there. Well, we're going to take Mississippi State plus the four and a half. Maybe Kentucky still wins, but maybe it's like a you know, 27-24 type game. Kentucky gets out with a field goal win, but we're taking Mississippi State and those four and a half points. Next up, we head over to the Swamp, where Billy Napier and the Florida Gators hosting the Arkansas Razorbacks. This one will be at 12 Eastern on ESPN2, so one of the early games. Again, 2-6 and six Arkansas, 5-3 and three Florida. Florida leads the series 10-2, including 5-0 and oh in the Swamp. Gators can become bowl eligible for the second consecutive year under Billy Napier. With a November schedule that includes LSU, Missouri, and Florida State, uh, their sixth win might have to come this weekend. Arkansas, meanwhile, they've lost six in a row. Five of those games have been by seven points or less, so they've been very competitive. But the Razorbacks, they rank 122nd in the nation and last in the league in total offense, averaging 305 a game. Sam Pittman fired OC Dan Enos. Kenny Guyton steps up to the plate. He will be calling plays now for the Hogs. The Gators, they're giving up more than 400 yards and 32 points a game over their last four. And now they will be without one of their leading tacklers, Shamar James, having season-ending knee surgery this week. He had a career high in total tackles this season with 54. Also had a sack. And Manny Nunnery will step in for Shamar James in place of uh, him after that injury at linebacker. For Arkansas, Rocket Sanders returned to practice this week. Could be back on the field in Gainesville, uh, about 170 miles north of his hometown. He ran for 1,400 yards, 10 touchdowns last year, but he's only playing three games this year because of that nagging knee injury. Arkansas is playing its final road game of the year. They have scored on 23 of their 24 trips to the red zone this year with 16 touchdowns and seven field goals, but uh, that ranks second in the SEC. Only problem was a couple weeks ago against... The Mississippi State, they couldn't even get in the red zone. But uh, Florida, they're going to be wearing their black uniforms for the first time to honor members of the armed forces, veterans, and local first responders. Gators are 4-0 at Florida Field this season. They have won six straight, dating back to last year. We're going to go Gators, minus 4.5 at home against the Hogs. And uh, Florida, minus the 4.5. I think Florida wins big. I'm curious to see how different the offense will look. Maybe K.J. Jefferson and company are inspired, like we said, with getting Rocket Sanders back and Kenny Guyton calling plays. I just think this is a more important game for Florida and a must-win for them knowing what's coming down the pike the next couple weeks for the Gators. All right, next up, we've got uh, 11 a.m. Central on ESPN. It is 5-3 Texas A&M at number 10 Ole Miss. AM leads this series 9-5. Ole Miss, they cannot afford to lose another SEC game if they want to keep their SEC West hopes alive. Going to need LSU to beat uh, to beat Alabama on Saturday night, and Ole Miss, of course, would have to win out. The Aggies, they could become bowl eligible with their next win. Why does that matter? Well, they only won five games a year ago, so 
that would certainly be a step forward from where they were last year. And I'm trying to stop an eight-game road losing streak, however. The Rebels, they have held three straight SEC opponents below 300 yards in the same season for the first time since 1993. So Pete Golding has got the Ole Miss defense doing some things. The Aggies, though, they have the SEC's stingiest defense and lead the Power Five with 75 tackles for a loss and 33 sacks. Linebacker Edgerin Cooper been one of the league's most disruptive defenders, especially in conference games. 11 and a half sacks for loss and seven sacks in his first five games against SEC opponents. Ole Miss, they have offensive playmakers everywhere. Jackson Dart, Quinshawn Judkins, a bunch of 500-yard receivers already, and Ole Miss off to a 7-1 start in back-to-back seasons for the first time since the early 1960s. The Aggies, defensively, they've only allowed two rushing touchdowns. So, Quinshawn Judkins, Jackson Dart, they're going to hope to bottle them up. Ole Miss is 19-2 in their last 21 games at Vaught-Hemingway Stadium. After losing their first three under head coach Lane Kiffin, AM, they are four and two at Vaught Hemingway. Jackson Dart, he needs just 60 yards rushing to join John Forcade and Matt Corrales, the only Ole Miss quarterbacks to pass for 5,000 yards and run for 1,000. And the Ole Miss defense has delivered multiple interceptions in three straight games for the first time since 2014. I think this is low scoring. I think this is a good defense on good defense. And I'm going to take AM plus the three. And I'm leaning AM in the upset. I, I am a buyer on AM's defense. I just look at Ole Miss and go, they've been so, so good. But this is where they start to fall apart. The calendar has turned to November. We're going to take the Aggies plus three. And we're going to take Texas AM straight up in an upset of 10th ranked Ole Miss. Don't be mad at me, Rebel fans. I just. It's a feeling I got. I'll admit we were wrong on Monday if uh, full mishandles business. But, uh, all right, we're down to uh, two big games left. We're going to get to those coming up in just a sec here on Locked On SEC. And I want to remind you guys about our friends over at Prize Picks, the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America. They are the easiest and most exciting way for you to play daily fantasy sports. It's just you Against the numbers, instead of battling tons of other players and pros and sharks, you pick more than or less than on a handful of players, and you will watch the winnings roll in. And with basketball season upon us, you can now pick combo projections across football and basketball from their specials league. It's a league created specifically for combo projections that include two or more players from different sports. So, for example, you could take LeBron James and Travis Kelsey at a 10.5 combo of three-pointers made and receptions. So, like, if LeBron hits a bunch of threes and Kelsey hits a, you know has a bunch of catches and they go over 10.5, boom, you, you hit the more than. It's very easy to play. Uh, if you want to play alongside some of Price Picks' favorite players, they have rapper Meek Mill, comedian Andrew Schultz, and a bunch of other folks under the community play section. It is Price Picks. They also offer a reboot policy, so your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. So for basketball and football games, if you have a player who exits the game in the first half and doesn't return the second, that player is rebooted. PrizePix is the only daily fantasy sports platform with an injury insurance policy. Go to prizepix.com slash LockedOnCollege. Use our promo code LockedOnCollege for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, that's prizepix.com slash LockedOnCollege. Use the promo code LockedOnCollege. It is uh, PrizePix. It is daily fantasy sports made easy.
All right, run along here, locked on SEC, and we've almost run through the full SEC Week 10 slate. We only got two games left, and they are the big ones. These are the monsters. So let's dive into it, and uh, we'll see who will come out victorious in the big games to decide the driver's seat for the SEC East and the SEC West. And we start with 3.30 Eastern on CBS. It is number 12 Missouri at number 2 Georgia. Georgia leads the all-time series 11-1. The winner will have command of the SEC East. Two-time defending national champ Georgia will put their 25-game winning streak on the line as well as their streak of 35 consecutive regular season wins and a 23-game home winning streak. Georgia had to rally from a 10-point deficit to win at Missouri last season, 26-22. Remember that one? Outside of Ohio State, Missouri was the only team to play a really close game with Georgia last year. Now, Missouri's red zone offense this year has been very good. The Tigers' 97% success rate in the red zone is the best in the nation. Georgia defensively, they rank 7th in scoring defense. They only give up just under 15 points per game. Now, you can look at Georgia's schedule and, said, and say, who's the best offense they've really played? I guess maybe Florida, where they played a week ago. I think Florida ranks somewhere in the 50s in total offense. So, this will be one of the best offenses that Georgia's defense has seen all year. Brady Cook, dangerous as a passer and a runner. His 2,200 passing yards ranks third in the SEC, 15th in the country, including 300-plus yards in four of his last six games. Luther Burden, he is fifth nationally with 900 receiving yards. He's tied for sixth with 61 receptions. And Cody Schrader ranks second in the SEC with 102 rushing yards per game. He's tied for the SEC lead with nine rushing touchdowns. For Georgia, Lad McConkey came on big for them last week. In the absence of Brock Bowers, McConkey matches career high with six catches for 135 yards with a touchdown. Mizzou is 7-1 for the first time since 2013, the last year they beat Georgia in Athens. It happened that year. Now, these other numbers are just ridiculous, like we kind of mentioned. Georgia, they are 41-1 in their last 42 <laughs> games played. Uh, Georgia's 42-4 and four in home games under Kirby Smart, including 11 consecutive home wins against ranked opponents. For Georgia, Carson Beck, he became the first Georgia quarterback to throw for at least 300 yards in three straight games since Aaron Murray did it in 2013. And their running back, Dejon Edwards, ran for 95 yards with two scores against Florida last week. He leads the Bulldogs 555 yards and eight rushing touchdowns on the season. Now, Missouri, they will be without senior linebacker Chad Bailey. He had eight tackles against LSU on October 7th. Uh, he has 17 on the season to go along with a sack, a forced fumble, and a pass breakup. He's been one of Missouri's highest-graded defenders when he's on the field, but he has missed some time. Tyron Hopper and Chuck Hicks have been Mizzou's primary snap-getters and linebacker. Tristan Newsom also has played some. I'm going to take Missouri to cover. I think Georgia wins. But I think Missouri covers the 15-and-a-half. Something about this just tells me Missouri's going to do some things and have some success offensively and defensively against Georgia. If you really feel bold, you can get some good money on Missouri in the money line. If you would think they could pull off the upset, I just don't think they're going to do it. I think Georgia's going to keep this train rolling. But, man, Georgia's playing with fire here these next couple weeks with some really difficult games. Take Missouri plus the 15-and-a-half, but... Again, I'm going to stick with Georgia to win the game. 
And lastly, that brings us to 6.45 p.m. Central on CBS. Saturday night is number 14 LSU at number 8 Alabama. This game just always is big. Um, most of the time it delivers. Sometimes we'll have blowouts and so on and so forth. But uh, this has been, you know, it's always entertaining. LSU-Alabama always draws eyeballs. Uh, Alabama leads the all-time series 55-27-5, and five, a win will strengthen Alabama's resume and keep them alive. Obviously, you know, puts them in the driver's seat to win the SEC West, but also keeps their playoff hopes alive. LSU, they can remain in contention for the SEC West, though they will need some help. LSU made it to the SEC title game last year with an overtime victory over Alabama in Baton Rouge. Alabama quarterback Jalen Milrow, he will take on a depleted LSU secondary then, of course, they lost Greg Brooks earlier in the year to brain cancer. Uh, their transfer cornerback, Zy Alexander, their best cover corner, he has started all eight games this season. He is out this game. No Deuce Chestnut, no Denver Harris. Uh, they're going to rely on guys like Ashton Stamps and uh, Sage Ryan and Terrence Welch. Um, outside of Sage Ryan, those other guys, just very inexperienced, young defensive backs. And Jalen Milrow. He's been hitting that deep ball to his receivers like Jermaine Burton and Isaiah Bond. So this one could be a score fest. Jaden Daniels, he leads the nation in total offense, 386 per game. Uh, and touchdowns passing with 25. He also has five rushing touchdowns. Alabama defensively, linebacker Dallas Turner and Chris Braswell, they have been the league's top pass rushing duo. Turner has eight sacks to tie for the SEC lead. Chris Braswell has seven. And they are going to have their hands full trying to get after Jaden Daniels and tackling him. LSU and Alabama, they have split their last four meetings since 2019. Each team has won a national championship in their previous four seasons. This marks the 18th time since 2002 that both teams are ranked when playing each other. And how about this stat? The teams have played 12 times since that famous 9-6 LSU win in 2011. Alabama is 10-0 when they hold LSU to 17 points or fewer in that stretch. And 0-2 in the games where LSU scored more than 17. So what does that tell you? If LSU can get to, then get over 17, uh, at least recent history says LSU's got a good shot of winning this. Uh, LSU's receiving court, they got the nation's leader in receiving yards, Malik Neighbors, and the leader in touchdowns receiving, Brian Thomas, with 11 of them. Nick Saban is 12-5 and five against LSU since arriving in Tuscaloosa. Joel Klatt of Fox Sports broke down the matchup. He said, I look at this team at LSU and I go, boy, can anybody hold them under 40 points? I like Bama defensively, but Jaden Daniels is just playing at such a high level. The pressure on Jaden is immense because he cannot have a bad game. LSU does not win this game unless Jaden Daniels goes off. And uh, Clack goes on to say, I, so I'm picking Bama. Uh, we did find out that uh, Nate, Nate Bargazzi will be the uh, guest picker for on uh, college game day. So he's more of a Tennessee guy, right? I don't know why he's... Heading to Tuscaloosa to pick that one. Uh, and one other note on Alabama, if you missed it, Nick Saban had a uh, bloodshot right eye doing uh, interviews and stuff this week. Uh, apparently, Alabama's doctor told Nick Saban, you got it from yelling. He said, there's nothing wrong with you. Your eye is just bloodshot from yelling. You busted, busted a blood vessel from yelling too much. So that tells you what kind of week at practice Nick Saban has been having, yelling at his guys to get after it. I'm going to go against, look, normally Alabama in Tuscaloosa at night, we know they are 
nearly flawless. But I just still question this defense. I think I think they're good, not great. Look, they played great in the second half against Tennessee uh, when they really needed to. And Kevin Still has done a pretty good job for the most part. I just think LSU's offense is on another level. But I do go back to that week one game. They moved the ball in Florida State, shot themselves in the foot with missed opportunities. Does that happen this time? You know, does LSU go to the red zone and have a fourth in inches and decide to go for it and they get stuffed? Uh, do they miss field goals? Having to settle for field goals instead of touchdowns? I'll say it as simple as this. If, if Bama holds LSU under 30, I think Bama wins the game. But I think LSU will score more than 30. I think there's a good chance Alabama can score 30 because LSU's defense is not great. I'm taking LSU plus the points. We're going LSU plus the three. And uh, why not? We'll take LSU in the straight-up upset of Alabama. Again, goes against all the reasoning and thinking I've been having all week. Uh, Alabama's third in the SEC in sacks defensively. Uh, LSU is second to last in the sack in the SEC in getting sacks. Uh, so, you know, can they get after Jalen Milrow? It's going to be tough. But uh, anyway, we'll take LSU plus the three. And uh, we'll take LSU straight up. So there you have it. Those are our picks for this week. We've got UConn plus 36 at Tennessee. Jacksonville State plus 15.5 at South Carolina. Auburn minus 12.5 at Vandy. Kentucky at Mississippi State. We're taking the Bulldogs plus 4.5. Arkansas at Florida. We're taking the Gators minus 4.5. A&M on the road at Ole Miss. We're taking the Aggies plus 3. And with the win over Ole Miss, Missouri, we're taking plus 15.5 at Georgia. But we like Georgia to win. And we're taking LSU plus the three at Alabama and LSU straight up in the upset in Tuscaloosa. So that's going to do it for this edition of Locked on SEC. Thank you guys so much for making us your first listen every day. Shout out to our everydayers. Come on back on Monday. We will have all of our winners and losers of the weekend. And hopefully your team is a winner and not a loser this weekend as we head into week 10 of the SEC. I'm Chris Gordy. You guys have an awesome weekend. We'll talk to you guys on Monday right here on Locked on SEC.